I might have grumbled a little bit uh, under my breath, but I never really said much. Just like, okay, whatever, it's fun. Um, but what happened was, is there's opportunity cost. Rather than actually sitting down and doing the work that we need to do to become peer-to-peer cash for the world, we, we can't get distracted by little things like this. And this is okay on its own, but there's another part of the mix is like nobody's thinking about it from the outside of the Bitcoin Cash world. Hello and welcome back to the Bitcoin Cash podcast. This is episode number 16, BCH around the world and cryptocurrency communities. Today is Sunday, the 2nd of May, 2021, following Bitcoin Cash on its rise to global reserve currency. I'm here today with Cameron. He's a musician and a cryptocurrency enthusiast, and probably a lot of other stuff. Uh, so, Cameron, welcome to the show, man. <laughs> Introduce yourself. Hey, how's it going? Uh, yeah, just, I, I've loved cryptocurrency for a while. Um, I do a lot of uh, work and projects on uh, crypto, primarily Bitcoin Cash, um, mostly around branding and messaging and stuff like that. Um, kind of, kind of a marketing kind of. That's kind of what I can add to the the world. So, yeah, I'm just a huge fan of, uh, like you said, you know, I'm peer-to-peer cash. That's really my thing, but it's all for the whole, uh, you know, to get rid of, get rid of central banks. That's, that's my, uh, I don't, I don't like the product that they, uh, they yeah. offer. That's, that's, that's where I'm Ideologically minded. I mean, I think that's really good because I had an episode where I talked about how people get into cryptocurrency and there's like a whole spectrum of reasons, right? Like for some people it's yeah. like economic, you know, they, they want to like make some money or there's a, like even to speculate or to actually transact, you know, they have a use case with remittances or whatever. And then for some people it's really like ideological for some people it's kind of, I don't know, just creative or curiosity or, or whatever. So I think you and I have that yeah. in common. Definitely that the key part that is, is true, the yeah. ideology, you know, we're here to sort of change the world. Uh, and it's just pretty nice that the one way I want to change the world is also a way you can get rich. So that kind of works out. <laughs> yeah. And it's also really fun. I mean, all the other things you listed, the creativity, you know, uh, sending money around the world, all that stuff. Like, yeah, I like that part too. Yeah. You know, there's so many great parts about it, but at the root, uh, yeah. Yeah. It's freedom, you know, freedom man, freedom. I'm all about, all about that freedom. Well, so, okay, first things first, we've got to check in on the price as per usual. All right, so just before, it was about $975, one Bitcoin cash, which is about one to 58 with BTC uh, to BCH. So actually, we've been up back over a thousand. We've been looking good the last couple of months on a bit of a, an uptrend. Uh, what do you think? How, how much do you follow the price? Like, is that a regular preoccupation or you just whatever? Uh, being a cryptocurrency enthusiast i check the price every five minutes you know <laughs> like <Good. laughs> it's just second nature you know i just pick up my phone like out of habit every every time like i have a second and i just check you know telegram messages check messages and then check uh check oh, the price God. it's just that yeah. is the correct answer so every you're single the day. first guest yeah. to have given <laughs> this answer and uh so i yeah. know you're authentic you know because uh that's that's yeah. right i mean i think i think for me definitely I've, I've said before like i go through periods sometimes i'm like obsessively watching it but sometimes you just got to burn out and then it's nice where you have a couple of weeks where you're not paying as much attention you know like so, something else is going on in your life that takes up more uh more preoccupation but yeah 
know. Well, you know, I've, I'm actually, it's funny you mentioned that because I'm actually like at a, a new place for myself. I check the price all the time, but I never okay. really get like moved by yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, the price has changed. Oh, cool. It's almost more of a curiosity or just kind of just kind of interested. It's not like, oh my God, we <laughs> we're off, it's 20%. Oh my God, what the hell? I'm financially ruined. <laughs> Yeah, and I think that's something, that's another like part of uh, maturity in this sort of ecosystem, right? It's for individuals, right? Because they, you, you kind of, the, there's no shift. I think it's very interesting, like in terms of when you start adopting a Bitcoin or Bitcoin Cash or any cryptos versus when you just accept it, there's there's no change in the crypto. The only change is in yourself, right? Where if, if yeah. your sort of mentality is, uh, I've known fiat currency my whole life and there's this other new thing and I'm a bit involved and it's pretty crazy and whatever uh, versus like you could literally, it could take one second. You literally could just go, nope, this is the future and we're never going back, right? But that doesn't happen. Yeah. Like people take time to adjust and get in the rhythm, you know? Yeah. That's why I always tell someone, it's like, it's like just get some. Let me send you 10 bucks. Because I know that once they have it and they check it, they're like, wow, my $10 is $7 now. Yeah. Like, wow, my $10 is $13 now. Then that like starts the curiosity. It's like, you know, the first one's free kind of, <laughs> kind of thing, you know? <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah, yeah, come on, just just get some. It'll be, it'll yeah, be good. Yeah, the crypto drug deals. <laughs> and I, I think the, the thing about that kind of pitch is it's, it's so horribly effective, like you're saying. But the, there's yeah. such a barrier to, to it because... Uh, obviously, because it involves money, people have very high skepticism levels because they've been trained sure. their whole life. Like, it's true, you know, you've got the Nigerian prince scam or like whatever kind of scam. Yeah. Anything that involves money, people are instantly suspicious. And so when it's like, That's very true, yeah, yeah, let me give you like $5 for free. And they're like, what's the catch? And yeah. you're like, there's no catch. What's the catch? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's a good point. I mean, it's not like, well, now maybe, I don't know if people would be more open to it or if it sort of came into like, some other i guess there's just nothing like money like there can't be oh you know that must be a big part of it because i haven't really had that that problem but i've only really started doing that like what a few years ago you know usually I'd, i i never did such a thing really in the past but yeah by now most everyone's heard of bitcoin so yeah it's not so much that <laughs> and if they haven't wow i'm probably not not meeting those people yeah yeah exactly i mean it's amazing how it's just yeah captured the global mind share uh at this point really like i just i'm flabbergasted probably is the word for it where when yeah. i think compared to even like three or four years ago at the last bubble that it was still yeah. like like very fringe now it's like a fringe thing but it's a known fringe thing so yeah 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 we're only like one to two big waves away from it just going freaking everywhere my uh that's really true yeah my opinion so yeah okay so we always check in every week on the noise.cash uh and the transactions because we had this huge surge right and it kind of went up past right. uh bdc and i think that did a lot of good because it sort of i mean to me it was never doubt but to a lot of people like that proved okay big blocks you can have more transactions the fees don't rise uh and it all works right, right. and then they sort of announced in the last couple of days that you know, because obviously a lot of people were just sending around one cent, two cent or whatever, that they were going to start batching yeah. up transactions. And then the, so our transaction count has plummeted off way below uh, BDC, back down to, you know, maybe like uh, 100,000 or 150,000 or something like that. But I think, you know, in the, in the okay. long term, I don't, 
I, I don't see this as at all a problem. And I think it's an interesting to note that even if you took that out, like we would still have a pretty massive growth, you know, over the last like five or five or six months in terms of like real transaction. I really don't want to say real, but uh, yeah, yeah. I know what you're this. Yeah, yeah. What's your uh, <clears throat> No, I haven't been watching this at all. Like uh, the whole microtransactions uh, use case, you know, are, are you convinced that that is proving Bitcoin Cash as a, you know, uh, a viable system? Or do you think, look, just people are getting free tips from, you know, Mark DeMeasel's giving out money and once he stops, like nobody will care? Or uh, how, how, how have you been seeing this? I'm more on the second half of that. Um, I'm, I'm fairly critical of, of a lot of things just because just I've been in the Bitcoin Cash world for, you know, so long. Like a lot of things that like sound really good at first, like I don't feel like they actually have lasting uh, effect. But I mean, I'm looking at this graph here and I can't see anything bad about it. Like this is this is a great graph. Like I like seeing the transactions go up like this. I just don't know if it's going to have such a long-term, uh, long-term yeah, effect. I mean, if, but I'm, I'm not negative. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, like I just think, you know, obviously people have had a whole spectrum of opinions from if you're very anti-Bitcoin Cash, you say, oh, well, it was all spam and nobody really wanted to sure. use it or whatever. And then if you're very strongly in favor, you might be like, look, we're kicking off. We're going we're going viral. Like it's, <laughs> it's taking over. Uh, and to, yeah. I do, I do have, I do have one strong opinion about this, actually. I feel like if you're happy about this, but you also laughed at BSV when they put like the weather channel on the chain or whatever they did. Like, I feel like you don't kind of get that right. <laughs> like it's one or the other. You're either happy about little silly microtransactions or, you know, in principle, you know what I'm saying? That's, I'd say my only uh, strong opinion. Uh, that's on this. an interesting take, you know, because I would say maybe, maybe I am in that category and my reasoning that I'm going to try and thread the needle <laughs> here a little bit is, sure, yeah, is uh, that, the, well, the BSV stuff, the thing was that they got really into this mentality, as far as I know, of like all all data being on the blockchain, not just like financial data, but yeah. any sort of app or service, everything being put on the blockchain. And to me, that's a bit of a misunderstanding yeah. because it's like, well, a blockchain has a very specific use case, but it's not just generalized data storage. It's definitely not like every True. single app in the world ever should just forget about their database and just dump everything on <laughs> yeah. the blockchain. That's just completely stupid on so many yeah. fronts. So for me, it's it's really about the monetary aspect. So with the noise.cash, because it was like, it is a money use case. The whole point is like tipping people um, on, on social right, media. Right. So I feel like that's kind of different because that's giving people the idea of trading, you know, of uh, that kind of economic aspect. You know, I'm actually really glad you say that because that's actually somewhere you and I agree is, you know, I'm critical of uh, some things like this, uh, the social media clones. I'm also critical of uh, SLP mm -hmm. tokens. And the place that I always find where I'm like, oh, no, I'm cool with that is when it comes down to transferring value. So SLP tokens, just for the fun of it. I mean, I think I created one at one point, right? Like it is what it is. It's just a toy. Um, but like when you think about them as like reward points or something, like now it's like, it's, it's kind of like a value, it's kind of related to money. It's related to transferring value. And then my, my stance really softens like, oh yeah, no, that, that makes sense. It's kind of, it's related to peer to peer cash. And what you just described right now is actually totally true. Throw like throwing like memo.cash, throwing the, the tweet content on the blockchain. I'm just like, eh, it's neat, but mm. meh, right? But yeah, transferring value, like you're talking about with noise.cash. Yeah, that, that is actually kind of a different story.
I would have yeah, to say. So you kind of you can. Oh, that's good. Actually, that's good. I'm glad we got a you know conversation. But again, we'll see. Like it, it will you know to me as well. Another big part of it is is the second order effect, right? Is that if you put uh, weather data on the blockchain, like who's checking the weather? Like nobody. They can look out the window. They want to check the weather. You know, like no, nobody cares, right? But if yeah. you get somebody on noise.cash and they tip a couple people and they do one cent, two cent, and then they think, wait, this is pretty cool. And then they get a phone wallet and then they, you know, expand into the ecosystem. I can see that happening a lot more than uh, yeah, all these other like apps or like, you know, whatever other stuff, right? So one interesting part about this as well, too, is that just, uh, well, yesterday, I guess the data points are like one day behind um, the... The USD sent over the network has still been doing strong, even obviously just batching up the transactions doesn't actually change the, the activity that's going on. Uh, and BDC has okay. fallen off a cliff. So we're inches away. Uh, this is about 15 billion to 16 billion from Bitcoin Cash transferring wow. more per day in like in one day. I guess it would start with, but it would quickly become every day, you know, in USD sent, right? Well, that is, that is actually interesting. Yeah. That's that's huh. this like story, you know. When I um, started this uh, podcast in uh, January, and I was looking just before before that, I was looking at some of the metrics and all the transactions were going up and everything, and I was thinking, okay, this is a good sign because. But I knew the same yeah. as this sort of BSV stuff. Like, there's got to be more to the story here, otherwise, I'm not really that excited. And so when I saw that the cent yeah. USD per day was was going up. Uh, you know that made a big uh, impact on me, and it still just steadily uh, continued to to rise, right? So it's finding a niche it. somewhere. Like <laughs> somebody's sending these yeah. coins around. Um, you know, it looks yeah. looks fairly organic to me. So yeah, I think we're doing great on that front. So with the uh, news this week, here we go. We've got a, a bit of an interesting move. Elon Musk, very famous for his uh, recent. Uh, excitement about cryptocurrency and then buying uh, a bunch of Bitcoin, one and a half billion in Tesla, then uh, has now started going the other way. He started selling his uh, Bitcoin. Well, it's not his, right? So there's this uh, tweet sure. where some this guy, Dave Portnoy, uh, stool president, a interesting name says, so am I understanding this correctly? Elon Musk buys Bitcoin, then he pumps it, it goes up, then he dumps it and make a, a fortune. Listen, I own one Bitcoin, but Bitcoin is exactly who we thought it was. Just don't be last one hodling the bag. And then Elon replies, <laughs> uh, no, you do not. I have not sold any of my Bitcoin. Tesla sold 10% of its holdings essentially to prove liquidity of Bitcoin as an alternative to holding cash on balance sheet. And to me, I, my take is I'm very skeptical. Like, obviously, Elon's got to give this kind of reasoning. He can't just say, yeah, actually, I'm 10% sure. less confident uh, in this. And, I mean, maybe there's some sense that he wants to be sure he can transfer in and out. But the, the fact of the matter is, like, when you're adopting crypto, especially like Elon did, it's more like, you know, he was saying, we're not going to be converting back into fiat. We're just hodling all the Bitcoins that people spend with us. And you would be thinking the next stage would be him thinking, okay, how can I pay my employees or how can I do this or how can I do that? But, uh, you know, expanding the ecosystem. But instead, it seems like at least to some extent, he's sort of like, well, I might want to be able to get in and out, uh, time the market. You know? <laughs> nice. Well, I want to stop you on one small point you said yeah. right there. Um, 
you were you said Elon might invest in building the ecosystem. Can you explain what you meant? There? Well, yeah, like uh, I think from his uh, tweets that he he made, or like the press announcements around Tesla and stuff. Uh, like there's even already Tesla engineers have contributed security fixes to Bitcoin Core, right? So if they're oh, wow. going to be taking, you know, these uh, currency, obviously they want it to work, right? That's part of the sort of premise of cryptocurrencies is as people buy into your network, they get motivated to, to help it out and uh, make sure that it, the project works because they're, you know, it's skin in the game, right? Their money is at stake just like everyone else's. And so I yeah. figured that when Elon was announcing, uh, you know, cryptocurrency and, and everything like that, that I, I thought he would be thinking of it in the long game. I mean, he's already made comments about the whole world could switch over to cryptocurrency and that being one sort of possible future. And so I would imagine he would not just uh, like it's it's hard because on on one hand I feel like he would know that okay you want to buy some and then you want to uh, start you know paying employees and you want to start paying suppliers and moving things in that direction right the transition from one to the other but on the other hand he's also probably the busiest yeah. guy in the world launching ten different <laughs> world changing projects so I don't know maybe <laughs> he doesn't have all day to play around with crypto and uh, in that way but I mean my my the reason that that, that kind of like stopped me is like my thought is like, what else could you build? I heard, you know, like, I, like when I, I pay no attention to BTC, um, the one thing that I'm most excited about this new uh, interest in Ethereum is finally we can finally nobody takes maxis serious anymore. Yeah. Like they all look so silly to everyone. Um, and so when you say about like building out the ecosystem, it's like, what else is there to do? Yeah, you know, you get a wallet. You know, it's got a terrible UX. That's by design. Fees are expensive. It works. It works exactly as advertised. Yeah. Like, I just don't know what else you can, like, it's made for holding and it works really well at that. Mm. Like, I just don't know what else they would do at this well, point. Well, that's where I think may, maybe he's sort of starting to clue into this because initially you know, it takes people a little while to figure out crypto and get into the, all the history and understand, you know, everything that went on. And you're right. Like, he's spent uh, his time and probably, you know, acquired some uh, Bitcoin and he's, you know, been making tweets about like sending around Dogecoin and the private keys and everything like that, right? So he he has understood yeah. it at least, you know, at that level. And so, yeah, with building out the ecosystem, I, I mean that he would think, okay, we've got this. Now the next step is to pay someone with it. And then maybe he tried doing that and discovered it didn't work. What did I do? <laughs> yeah, that's right. He's like, wait a second, I put a one and a half billion in this? Like, he's not going to be convinced by any... Well, I mean, obviously, he was convinced to some extent by, you know, Twitter hype and everybody saying this is the future and everything like that. But, you know, the scales yeah. fall from your eyes as soon as you try and actually trade it. And uh, he's this, the same yeah. with everyone. He's not going to you know, deny reality. He's just going to say he's got no loyalty to, to BDC. And uh, as we're seeing, you know, maybe he's uh, willing to sell out. And so I just had this other interesting point. It says it's really good uh, yeah. interview with Roger Ver that people can have a look uh, up. So Roger Ver, for those who don't know, is very, very prominent, maybe one of the most prominent uh, people, you know, by far in uh, cryptocurrency, very earlier adopter of Bitcoin and a huge proponent of uh, Bitcoin Cash to the extent that people often accuse him of, you know, controlling everything, which is blatantly untrue. But <laughs> that, that's that's what they like to 
they, that's what they like to say. Yeah. And so this, uh, somebody did an interview with him, which actually went a bit off topic into different stuff that he doesn't mention usually as much uh, in his other interviews. And so it said, it sounds as if Verme have also extolled the virtues of Bitcoin Cash to Tesla CEO Elon Musk, but he's reluctant to confirm this. Quote, I hate to be coy, but I'm not going to comment on that question. I'm happy to talk about just about everything, but that's one that I think we'll have to save for another time. So, wow. Well, let me just tell you this, dude. I know Roger uh, fairly well, and I've watched a lot of stuff that he he's said. And one thing that I know about Roger is he, I don't think he's ever kept a secret in his life. Yeah. You know, like if there's something about Bitcoin Cash that's mildly interesting, it's just like he's telling the world yeah. about it. And that's a good thing. I'm not, I'm not, you know, not saying anything bad. That, that's just like, he's just always like, boom, this is what's happening. So it's just for him to be just like, sorry, I can't talk about it. That's, I don't know. That's rare behavior for me. Yeah, that's true. You know, he is, he's exactly, he's a very like open, transparent, honest uh, guy, you know, and definitely in interviews, um, I've never talked to him or anything, but in interviews that I've seen of his, he, uh, you know, I mean, he will be a, a little bit, you know, uh, obviously he's not going to say, he doesn't say exactly like what ratio his crypto holdings are in or, you know, his exact sure. like net worth or, you know, different things like that. Like you obviously can't expect nobody just lives a hundred percent in the public spotlight, you know, except for the occasional artist who's trying to do some sort of, you know, protest art or something, right? <laughs> but like, everybody's, everybody's definitely allowed their, uh, their privacy and stuff, but it's, it's certainly, yeah. you're right, that it is very out of character uh, for him to not be, you know, willing to answer a question uh, on, the, on yeah. the sort of crypto subject. So to me, you know, when I read this, I thought, okay, sounds like, sounds like he probably has been. All speculation on my part, but... Uh, I love it. I'll, I'm going to jump on this bandwagon with you. I'm just going to, I'm just going to say bullish. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> with no, no, no further thought into it. I'm just going to bullish. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, and, and one of the reasons that I'm a big uh, fan of Bitcoin Cash uh, specifically is, you know, or just cryptos in general is that it's a lot easier for crypto to have, and, and Bitcoin Cash especially, to have good news than bad news, basically, right? Like, there's a lot of random yeah. things that could happen in the world, like some economy melts down somewhere that would be great for crypto and terrible for fiat currencies, right? But there's not many things that yeah. can sort of go wrong in crypto. Like, obviously, it has volatility, it crashes, it has big things, but it's it's uh, because it has grown up, you know, in so much turbulence, it's just developed resistance to all the, all the problems that it was going to have. It's already had them. Or like you know, yeah, th those kind of uh, that kind of philosophy. There's a there's a lot of hacks. Yeah, there. still a lot of hacks, especially in the smart contract world. I feel like I see like you know, ten million dollars lost, you know, like once yeah. a week, and it's always just like, oh well, that yeah. happens. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, but it's a it's a trial by error type uh, approach. Recently, yeah. I've been reading uh, Skin in the Game by Nassim Taleb. I don't know if you. You've read that, but oh, it's cool. a it's no, a great book, it. and it, basically he talks about at a system level, like with evolution, you can think about it in terms of a lot of shit goes wrong, but the system learns and adapts by trial and error, right? There's you can't top down design yeah. something. I think this is something people in cryptocurrency inherently know because it's such a emergent type of phenomenon, right? It's not a the, the, the whole yeah. point is there's nobody in charge. It's just do whatever you want, and if it works, it works. Like so people are yeah. taking those risks on their own crypto, literally. And if they lose it, well, 
there's no one to cry to and everyone just goes, oh, tough luck, mate. <laughs> uh, so, but that, that, that's a very great, that's terrible. That sucks for those people, right? But for the system, yeah. it's brilliant because then everybody learns, okay, we're not going to do that. Moving yeah. on. It, it really is exciting. It's like the wild west of just, it's like the wild west of technology, but with a buttload of money behind it. Yeah. And that's just like, it just makes it more fun. Like, you know, it's like, it's yeah. Definitely high stakes, yeah. <laughs> I think. Yeah. So here we go. We've got another big bit of news this week, uh, which was Smart BCH launches its test net. So I personally haven't uh, fired this up or looked into this too much. Really, this is going to be a very general uh, overview. But basically, they had this idea uh, in China with Jihan Wu, who, again, he's a very big figure in the crypto space, and he was known for running uh, a big uh, mining operations in China. Uh, and he was also the first person to translate the Bitcoin white paper into Chinese. So this is a guy that uh, knows his stuff. And he has somehow, I don't even know where this sort of came from or how this was suddenly discovered as possible, but he has taken Ethereum, which is the cryptocurrency known for running all these different apps and programs and stuff on a blockchain. And somehow he has ported that the fundamental base layer of it, which is called the Ethereum virtual machine, over so that it can be kind of, a, it's called a side chain to the Bitcoin Cash network so that all of these apps and products and things that people have been really excited about on Ethereum, in theory, can be moved over with very little uh, effort to be powered by using Bitcoin Cash uh, to pay the fees and everything rather than using Ether on Ethereum. And so because the Ethereum is struggling to scale to uh, you know, they're having problems with their fees and stuff, even though there is still so much excitement around it. This could be a massive game changer, both for their uh, ecosystem, because they can could migrate over to this in theory and suddenly have a lot more capacity and, you know, expand to the next level. And also for Bitcoin Cash, because obviously it's going to draw in uh, attention. So, I, yeah, I don't know what you think about this, but it's pretty crazy. Uh, I, this is, uh, this, this actually I have, uh, I do have some thoughts on. Um, and I know this is going to be, this will go against like literally everyone that I've talked to in the Bitcoin cash community. I, I don't like this. Really? Uh, yeah. I talked to the guy, I don't know, Kui, I think is his name. Um, I talked to him a little bit and like, uh, it seems like really cool work. It seems like really, uh, they did something interesting. Um, they put a lot of work into this and very smart people and it's very cool. And so like the project itself and the people behind it, I have no problem with, um, the, the thing is, though, in 2017, we were doing peer-to-peer -peer cash, and it didn't happen. Like, you know, we didn't get the adoption that we promised. We didn't get the full blocks that we expected. Mm. And rather than putting our heads down and doing that hard work, we started chasing shiny new objects, uh, social media clones, uh, SLP tokens. And it was kind of obvious that those things weren't going to take off or solve anything. And I might have grumbled a little bit uh, under my breath, but I never really said much. Just like, okay, whatever, it's fun. Um, but what happened was, is there's opportunity cost. Rather than actually sitting down and doing the work that we need to do to become peer-to-peer -peer cash for the world, we, we can't get distracted by little things like this. And this is okay on its own, but there's another part of the mix is like nobody's thinking about it from the outside of the Bitcoin Cash 
world. Inside the Bitcoin Cash world, it's like, cool, now we have this Ethereum stuff. That's good too. A, that would have been interesting two or three years ago, right? It's like, this is, this is old. It's past, it's past time for this to be out and working. And the second part is like, think if you're a developer and you're going to get into cryptocurrency and you look into Ethereum and you say, oh, the fees are too high. You have so many other options, you know, Cardano, Polkadot. Um, there, there's just so many options that have been out, tried, true, tested. So to me, it's like we're coming out with something late that does what we're not even supposed to be specialists in. So although it seems very cool, and I'm sure nobody's, nobody's going to agree with anything that I just said right now, I think that this is a distraction a waste of time and i hope it doesn't get any energy yeah i interesting very very interesting take i mean i gotta say you you definitely have a lot of uh you know points where you're happy to run against the sort of the community vibe and i gotta say i don't agree with you entirely i agree with you to a certain extent sure. for sure uh i mean i the tagline of this show right is following bitcoin cash on its rise to global uh reserve currency and that's that's the same as you. I think it should be about peer-to-peer cash. And I think one of the reasons that uh, obviously it's been harder to build that is, is like you say, it's hard, it's hard work. And that's one of the things that I yeah. think Bitcoin cash, I, I like about it is that in the, in the short term, if you, you know, lift the lighter weights, you, you feel like a <laughs> boss at the gym or whatever, but you don't get any stronger. Right. But if you're training and you're building up to those those harder um, things, then then in the long run you you grow a lot stronger. And with Ethereum, Ethereum's definitely solving a hard uh, problem. But a, a lot of other yeah. coins and a lot of things, it basically just comes down to what can we hype up the most right now? Or they're trying to solve a technology problem, and those are hard problems for sure. But the problem that the real hard problem is changing consumer behavior, changing people's mindset. And, uh, you know, that, that, that is very, very difficult to do. And that is where Bitcoin Cash, I think, yeah, it is putting in the hard yards because we've seen in the past, anybody can just create a new coin, create a flashy website, hype it up, a, lo- a bunch of greedy speculators will flood in and then you feel like you're, you're kicking off. But if, yeah. you know, if you try and say, Hey, can I buy this sandwich with cryptocurrency? That is literally mm-hmm. harder than getting ten million dollars of VC exactly. funding. Exactly, you know? exactly. And you know what? Hearing you say this, it reminded me of something. So before I got into doing cryptocurrency, I did uh, branding a lot for just regular companies, and I love startups. I love the excitement that happens in smaller companies. So a lot of the people that I work with succeed and fail. Right? I dealt with a lot of that fail. And one of the things that I saw the most is everybody is pumped until I deliver the final product and they have to sell it. <laughs> yeah. And then, then it's like I, that separates the wheat from the chaff. And that's where I'd see so many of these startup guys just, they start changing the goal, you know, like, oh, I want to do this instead. Like, oh, if it had this feature, like, no, dude, sales is hard. That's it. Yeah. Like it's hard to go out and get reach. It's it's hard work, and I just feel like as as a whole, we're we are that startup just kind of running away from the hard work of like onboarding the world. Mm. Well, money talks. That's really what it comes down to. Is 
that even in um you know like yeah in my own experience in in startups and and with all of that is to get 10 million dollars of investment you only need to convince one rich guy who basically has i mean obviously they do do their due diligence but they have some sure. sort of relatively low threshold for handing out you know some money uh and then but right. to sell a product you have to convince 20,000 regular people to take yeah. time out of their day or to part with their hard-earned money that people are not actually that yep. wasteful with their money like everybody likes to think that everybody has no savings and stuff like that but the reality is if yep. you ever try to launch any kind of product or sell anything to anybody it's it's a it's a very high bar right to even just one person it is, yeah and so i mean that's like i always think of the social media you know that movie about facebook and there's just that moment where Mark Zuckerberg's launched it all and the Winklevoss twin says, look, if I had, if I was handing out free cocaine, I couldn't give it to a hundred people in one day. And yeah, you know, <laughs> Facebook was already like kicking <laughs> off and spreading around. Right. And that, that is so yeah. atypical. Right. And it's the same with, uh, yeah. with cryptocurrency. Right. And so to me, like you're saying, okay, I think smart BCH is a distraction. I somewhat agree. I think the the key point to me is it's I don't mind having this and I guess there's no way to stop them uh, doing it or nor would I want to no. but it's only as long as it does not impose a cost on the ability to be peer to peer cash or not an unreasonable cost right if we can have this and it right. doesn't you know skyrocket bitcoin cash fees to the moon and then nobody can use it as peer to peer cash because all the transactions are these random bot trades or like whatever. No, no, that's that's the cool part about it. It is actually really cool is if it does manage to get a lot of use, from what I understand, those fees will only apply to smart BCH and the peer-to-peer -peer cash use case won't really be affected. Mm -hmm. So it is it is cool in that way. I don't think it has any cost to the network. I don't think it'll have any any stress or any pain at all to the network. Uh, it's just like a net, it's a net positive in so many ways. Um, it's just that our community is quite small and the number of developers and people we have uh, to work on things is quite small. And I'm afraid they're all going to put their focus on this mm -hmm. because it's the new cool, shiny thing. And so the cost to me isn't really, it isn't going to hurt the base layer, I think. It's just the opportunity cost of the things they could be working on. Yeah, true. I mean, I guess the the counterpoint is sort of that the hope is that by adding this new feature will increase the pool of devs. So maybe there'll be, you know, a certain section of the devs that go in that direction, but we'll also draw in other devs who were on Ethereum or who were interested. And then maybe that flows on the other way, right? Like I, I think. And I guess, I guess my point there is I just frankly don't believe that's going to happen. Well, yeah. Um, okay. It's, I know it's harsh to say, but like, I just I, I spend a lot of time looking at the wider crypto world and the world as a whole because I have to. I have to stay in touch with the trends and what's going on mm -hmm. and stuff. And I'm sorry, but if I'm coming into this, uh, Bitcoin Cash is is not going to be the one that I build mm -hmm. on right now. Right now. Now, if if we put this in place and like you know we do better at peer to peer cash and we can kind of repair our you know let's say things get better with our our name and our standing in the rest of the community then yeah, it's a great thing. And maybe over the next few years, we can slowly build on top of this, slowly start teaching people that there is a benefit to the UTXO mm -hmm. model. 
uh, rather than what Ethereum does, or maybe not a benefit, but a difference. Yeah, long term, I think it's very cool. Uh, that I want to be clear about that. I'm not against this thing yeah, at yeah, all. Yeah, yeah. I'm just against us getting distracted. Yeah, and I think yeah, definitely for sure, the the currency can suffer from people being distracted because, and that was ultimately the whole tragedy of the BTC to BCH fork in the first place, right? Was that uh, every yeah. time you split up the kind of the vision of the community or the focus or the priority, not everything can be number one priority, right? That's reality. So right. something right. has to be number one and then everything else has to be taken in that context, right? Uh, and That's what I believe that also, yeah. yeah. So I guess to that extent, um, I can sort of, I can see if I'm, I'm more optimistic. I think that we can sort True. of have yeah. this cool. and I think that we'll have Bitcoin cash and maybe this draws in some developers or whoever is fired up about this can get involved in this and my hope is that because to me peer-to-peer -peer cash it's mostly about people but we might have to get there the long way via robots basically because that's one big part <laughs> yeah. of uh, crypto right is that it can be tradable value for people but also for robots and we're having a tough time or, you know, it's slow going in terms of convincing people, but it's very fast to convince robots. Yeah. So if you can generate enough economic activity, that just raises the economic incentives for people to get involved. And that's kind of what we've seen on Ethereum. So I'm, I'm hopeful you know that, that could happen with Bitcoin Cash. That's a really good point. But let me let me come right back to that one in a second. Um, one thing that I want to mention is like, okay, I don't think, like I said, I'm afraid that Smart BCH is going to, what it's going to do is it's going to take the attention of our existing community and move it onto this. That's my concern. Mm -hmm. What they're saying is that it's going to attract new people. And I'm saying, I don't think that's going to happen, but okay, let's, let's be more positive. Right? So then let's just go straight to the question. All right. Solana, Polkadot, blah, blah, blah. These guys, they, they have, um, what's it called? Uh, marketing budgets. They're, they're spending, I don't know, like I've heard that the number is quite high, but I haven't done any research. I can just say they have marketing budgets, yeah. right? Like what's, what's the marketing plan, right? What's the, who, where's the developer outreach? Mm -hmm. Like, I'm going to be curious to know what we're going to do to reach outside of this community to get new people. And if that is answered, then I'm just like, wonderful. <laughs> this sounds great. You know? Well, um, yeah, maybe, I mean, I know that you're, you're, you're not going to, um, take this as necessarily a distinguishing factor but i suppose the idea is the fees basically that and I, you're going to say that all those other smaller ones they also have low fees right so the that's that's where yeah i'm not exactly sure i agree with you i'm not sure that we have a killer distinguishing feature like we can be distinct from ethereum because they have high fees uh, and therefore yeah. you know if it's cheaper there's an economic incentive to switch but it's true that all the other ones that are copying ethereum and they're they're smaller. Um, well, maybe the maybe the key lies in scalability because if those those ones are smaller or they're cheaper because they are smaller, and if they got to the same size, I don't know, maybe or maybe not, they would become just as expensive. And I think the plan with smart BCH or the hope is that it could be the size of Ethereum and stay cheap in the same way that you know Bitcoin Cash has become the size of uh, BTC as we've seen recently with the transaction and stayed yeah. cheap. And that's where they, if you read the stuff that they've talked about technologically, I mean, I did say in theory, but the testnet is launching and we will start to maybe get some you know, data in the next couple of months. 
as to uh, how things are going. But their plan was because they rewrote a lot of things from the base layer. They really started from the bottom in terms of taking the concepts of Ethereum uh, and converting it into a new uh, sort of hardware optimized version that maybe it is possible. I don't, mm. I don't know. We will, uh, we'll have to wait and see. Well, you know what? You know what? I, I can kind of live with that, but I want to go to the, the other thing that you said, because it's another really important point that's been on my head lately is uh, you said, you know, robots, maybe that's easier than mm. people. And so I've heard this argument before. Uh, the best metaphor I've heard so far is maybe what I'm doing is me personally, I'm looking for Linux on the desktop, yeah. you know, and everyone was pushing for that. And then actually it was Linux on the servers that made it work. And now what do you know, like half the world's phones are, you know, built on Linux. So that's, I'm willing to, I'm willing to accept that, but here's what I'm not willing to accept. 2017 peer to peer cash, big blocks. That's our thing. Yeah. Right. I'm like, wonderful. Count me in. Here we go. And then just all of a sudden, nobody says anything it's just like oh just generally we thought that was too hard so instead we're just doing this well dude i'm, I'm just gonna force the i'm gonna force the question like someone's got to say it if we're if we're just another blockchain for robots you got to tell me because i'm not sure how stoked i am on that you know yeah, yeah. and i think we'll you know well i'm i'm with you all the way that for sure p2p electronic cash and i like that that's in the title and i think it should stay there and I hope that it will. I, I mean, it's, it seems like it is. I'm not super worried about that, but I take your point that people people burn out, like they lose enthusiasm uh, and hype, you know, when they're trying to solve a typical uh, problem. It just comes back to the same things about startups. You know, you and I have both seen it a thousand times that it's easy to get excited. Yeah. Uh, and once <laughs> once it's working, you know, once if you solve a hard problem and the momentum is rolling, well, that's the... That's the liquid gold, right? That's the unicorn. That's yeah. those companies that go to a, you know, a billion dollars or, or, or whatever, right? That's the yeah. and that's what every <laughs> VC is always sort of trying to trying to find. But the reality is that people also, you know, for a project to maintain momentum, it needs to have either a strong driving vision that will sustain it through until you crack the solution to those hard problems, right? Or it just needs to switch on to something more hype, and then probably will eventually die out so yeah i think uh we're, we're, we're gonna see my hope is the vision can can sort of sustain it but uh we will see so yeah this episode like we're not gonna go through in detail all of these uh places but uh no you just you just managed to hit all my uh on that last slide you just managed to hit all the major things i've been thinking about recently so it kind of went off no 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 that's good that's there. good i i always try to have you know some news current affairs or whatever and then sort of uh, more generalized topic right so for this week I, I really wanted to talk about the community and again obviously this is a huge um you know topic for you in terms of what is the community doing right or doing wrong so if we're yeah. going to say like as far as the peer-to-peer -peer electronic cash i think one thing people don't understand is in cryptocurrencies because so much of it operates online and everybody's you know on forums or they heard from their friend or they're trading on an exchange or, or whatever people get a bit divorced from the, the physical reality especially with the pandemic as well everybody's yeah. much less aware of for real two people in a place trading uh crypto as being a thing and so one thing i really yeah. like about the bitcoin cash community i think is that around the world there is 
there is a focus as well uh, on you know real meetups and real people and merchant adoption uh, and that kind of thing. Obviously, we don't want to lose that, uh, like you're saying. But I've just got a bunch of examples here that I can just uh, roll through for oh, the nice. viewers of different uh, you know parts of the parts of the world that I've picked up on over the last uh, couple of months because to like to me. It, it comes back to this sort of proof of passion uh, idea that I've talked about before, which is that it's very easy for somebody to create some websites or do whatever, but it's actually very hard to have a meetup to just get five people yeah. in a room and them all just, you know, smile and take a photo. Like that, that's a lot harder than, you know, anybody who's ever organized yeah, any yeah. event ever knows that, right? That's difficult. So <laughs> uh, the focus on those yeah. around the world, you know, to me, I would take five people standing in a room being like, we love Bitcoin Cash as worth a lot more than being number 15 on coin market cap because you can, you can do that without yeah. having, you know, real ground level traction kind of idea, right? Yeah, so we've got cool. like uh, here, so like in Bangkok, they've recently been having a lot of uh, meetups. Uh, I think now maybe less with the, the pandemic, but um, there's sort of there's this guy who runs a bar who's uh, now got this huge uh, Bitcoin Cash logo, which is, is super cool. That kind of you know passive uh, marketing. It just looks cool as well too. He's got the mirror like yeah. right there and everything. So that's that's pretty baller. And we've got like in Argentina, people were having uh, meetups. This wasn't this week or anything, but it was obviously recent uh, with the the pandemic. And we've got the Philippines, uh, like Read.Cash has been really big there with people getting involved and, uh, you know, getting the Bitcoin Cash uh, shirts and everything. In Venezuela here, that's nice. sort of that very uh, ground level, like uh, trading of uh, Bitcoin Cash going on as well. Yes, uh, some more people nice. again. Um, and then we've got here Alexandra Olinikova. I probably said that wrong, but uh, she's, you know, a tennis player, like a young upcoming tennis player, and she's sort of declared herself to be the first athlete representing a crypto, basically. Uh, in this case, it's okay. uh, Bitcoin Cash, and, and she's been doing great stuff. Like, um, you know, she's been starting to doing some streams and you know, taking donations. I'm sure she'll be making videos and, and everything like that. Um, so, yeah, that's a little bit of European kind of uh, flavor there. Then we had in Tokyo nice. um, that I saw recently people were having uh, these uh, billboards and um, there's just a post here from somebody who explains about they were buying from this same uh, chain. It was like a jewelry store and that there was discounts for paying in crypto and all that. So it was very... Uh, you know, peer-to-peer -peer <laughs> merchant adoption. Uh, yeah. I think I, maybe I have one more here. Yeah, and then obviously in Australia, right, this is a, an interesting case. I actually haven't been here, uh, safe, you know, sad to say, like this is uh, yeah. this is in Townsville in, in Queensland just because of the pandemic. I haven't been home in uh, so long. But I know you've been here. You were yeah, uh, uh, at a conference there, right? Yeah, that's the, to me, that's the crown jewel of... Uh, of uh, achievement so far just because from what i what i understand is the the way it's like first of all i mean for myself i could go anywhere and just pay with bitcoin cash that's cool yeah um but i, I also understand like just because i talked to hayden a bit about how things are connected and how people are paying each other businesses are paying each other and stuff with bitcoin cash like it's a functioning economy mm. actually and i mean i would rather like honestly like 
I would rather see just like everybody stop everything they're doing and just focus on duplicating that. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I could be off on some, you know, Linux on the desktop thing and I could be wrong there, but uh, this, this really excites me. Yeah. Well, can you just give like a quick, you know, again, I've, I've never been there um, and probably, you know, 99% of the listeners haven't either. Right. So what this yeah. is, this sort of experiment in the Northern part of Australia where have it's like a fairly small town it's probably what like under a million people or, or something like that called townsville yeah. and uh this one guy especially hayden otto uh he has somehow convinced a lot of local businesses and shops and stuff to start accepting it and it is more like cryptocurrency day-to-day of everybody just paying each other kind of idea right yeah that's really it i i, I could be misrepresenting here but if i remember right I'm pretty sure like they went from place to place and set them up with a, a tablet, a small tablet and the Bitcoin cash register. Like they spent, I don't know, like six months or a year into all these places and helping them get set up. Mm. And then when they did just for my, like I, here's, Oh wow. It's like, I'm just remembering now. Like, okay, so it's cool when you can pay in the taxi, you know, it's yeah. cool when you can literally pay anywhere. Right. It's like, kind of gets like, wow. Okay. This, this really works. It's the future. Yeah. But, the one that I think really kind of threw me off is like we took a boat trip, I think on the last day to a small little Island. Yeah. And I think it like had no, like, no internet. Like there's like, it was just like this really like tiny little place. And we went into this small little bar there and I just remember thinking like, Oh, they're not going to finally, we found a place that isn't going to take it. Sure enough. They had the tablet set up and we could pay with Bitcoin cash. It was like, wow, literally everywhere. That is like, it's just, it was cool, man. It felt really cool. Yeah, so if it, it is literally like, you know, I think, again, for the listeners, like they're not used to that idea. But if you could imagine, you know, just walking around and everywhere you just said, can I pay in Bitcoin cash? And they said, yep. And you paid yep. and, and that was it, right? It was that uh, it was that simple. Like for, for me, I agree. Like definitely we need to get more people because if you can see it in, happening in front of you, right, that's where people can kind of connect the dots because everybody still thinks of cryptocurrencies you know, this online speculation and mania and everything like that. Yeah. Uh, but those, even just one or two of those transactions, that that just speaks the world, really, because, like, it's, I saw there was recently an article about some sort of hostel had uh, adopted uh, Bitcoin Cash, and somebody said in the comments, yeah. like, oh, but, the you know, they probably accept PayPal and they're not advertising PayPal. And I was like, mate, have you ever been in a hostel? If you're in a hostel and somebody says, hey, can I pay with Bitcoin cash? Like the person yeah. at the register, they need to know what's going on. The business owner, they yeah. need to know what's going on. The people behind you in the line will be, hey, what's going on here? Like, and then it'd be, oh, let, yeah. let me have drinks with you. We'd tell you about this and then blah, blah, blah. <laughs> you know, like that's, that's how it happens, right? So, yeah. yeah. You know, you said, you said something, uh, I don't know if this is what you meant, but you're, you, it sounded like you're saying like, you know, oh, maybe it's just a couple, couple payments. The thing that I think blew me away the most, and I'm going to just totally mess up this number. Yeah. Okay. But like, I remember they were talking about this one restaurant or what it was like this one business or something there. And they're doing like, here, I'm going to mess up the number. Yeah. It was either 15,000 or 40,000. I know those are very far off. But it, it, was, it was a very large number in monthly Bitcoin cash transactions. Yeah. Let's just go with the low one. It's $15,000 a month spent at one location using Bitcoin cash. It's not like here in Tokyo when we go to the meetups, uh, we'll go to like a bar or something. And, you know, it's pretty much just us yeah. paying with Bitcoin cash and maybe a couple stragglers throughout the month. Yeah. It's, they're doing like serious business and it's a 
Yeah, very cool. Yeah, that's great to hear. And I think, yeah, I mean, the Australian government is busy uh, printing money at an absolutely insane rate. <laughs> they've doubled the, yeah, they've doubled the money <laughs> supply in the last uh, few, you know, few months yeah. or, or whatever. And just so this this could be just the proof of concept. You know, I'm really glad to see it because then if they turns into, I mean, Australia is a pretty economically stable sort of wealthy place, so uh, it takes a lot yeah. for people to really be. You know, in you know, in a crisis mode, as it were. But on the other hand, people are also generally, you know, kind of open-minded and you know, willing to explore different stuff because they're not at that you know pressure of like, how do I pay, pay my bills today? Uh, like right, in right. some places, and so because of that, you know, that, that this kind of thing can kick off, even if it's more of a. Well, maybe that's an interesting point then. That uh, maybe again, the strategy has been wrong in sort of we've been trying to find places where it was essential to have, you know, cryptocurrency because the, the market is melting down and the government's printing yeah. everything to zero and all that sort of stuff. But maybe the opposite approach here, as we can see here in Australia, where actually if you go somewhere where people are not stressed about money, then yeah. that way it can be cool and experimental uh, and sort of people get the idea. And, you know, I'll, I'll throw something in on that. I'm not going to say this one very strong because I haven't really done thought on this, but just kind of following my gut. Um, before I did uh, branding for like companies and stuff, my real start was with like uh, clothing companies, like streetwear and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and what I learned about, like I really don't care very much for the fashion world or the, the clothing world. It's, we don't really get along very well, but I spent some time there. And what I learned is like the same thing has always worked throughout history in anything like fashion or anything that's like an adoption kind of thing like that. And it still holds true in branding as well, but it's really, really uh, obvious in fashion. You get the pinnacle people, the cool people, the great people that people love and respect to wear the clothing. And then it trickles down and it, it trickles down through a very clear and like, it's a pattern that's like just very clear. Mm. Um, and so when I look at cryptocurrency and there's been a lot of people saying like, oh, we should go for like Latin America or we should go here and there. My concern is, um, and I just, I don't, I don't know, like, I'm afraid that it might be seen as like, a, I don't know of a better way to say it, just like a coin for poor mm-hmm. people. Um, and I don't know what that's going to mean in cryptocurrency. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Um, but if I were to go back to just traditional basic branding, you would generally want to start higher up on the, the economic scale yeah. and have it trickle down to the, the lower parts rather than trying to go from the bottom up. Yeah. Um, so no, I, I don't know if that's the answer. It's just some random musings I have on the topic. Yeah, I think it's interesting because obviously the selling point for people in those economies where the problems are really rampant is that yeah people in desperation the tolerance for risk taking goes up essentially so that's yeah. the benefit uh, yeah. to crypto being able to find kind of an angle there and then like you're saying uh, i mean i sort of had some sort of hope or, or theory you know that if uh, some of those poorer parts or economically you know uh challenged like parts of the world adopting crypto first then as crypto spreads there'll be there's actually a bit of a wealth transfer going on there where they can kind of get back in the game right uh sort of like how a lot of places in the in africa i believe have 
uh, like better Wi-Fi connections than places you know in the in the West maybe because they they just skipped that whole phase. They just jumped ahead a whole yeah. shift, right? And you could have the same happening with crypto. Yeah. So maybe that's happening. But then, yeah, maybe there's also a bit of a value to things kind of uh, coming uh, from the top. So I guess, I mean, reality is we're just attacking on both fronts. So once again, it, it really is. Crypto's yeah. got uh, fiat surrounded. So, uh, <laughs> and I do have to say, things like EPCH, it's just so amazing to just watch like. Uh, you could send enough money that isn't really a big deal to you easily. Like, so you scan a QR code, send a little cash, and this immediately goes to communities in Venezuela and South Sudan uh, to actually feed people where they're excited about it. So it's not really necessarily replacing their uh, their finance or anything like that, but the humanitarian aspect and I think important. Yeah, so for any of the listeners, uh, look it up, eat BCH, E-A-T, eat BCH, and uh, yeah, maybe donate a little bit uh, to that to that cause if you want to get your good car oh, for, sure. for the for the day and also just, you know, <laughs> experience a bit of uh, Bitcoin Cash uh, magic, you know. Um, yeah, yeah. That's, that's, that's definitely it. So yeah, I think the as far as the adoption goes, one point to me that really stands out in being able to say, look, okay, here's people in, you know, South America and in Australia and in Europe and Asia and all these different parts of the world is that it's just emphasizing that philosophy of decentralization, right? Where if you have people in lots of different communities uh, involved in cryptocurrency, then the truth has an easier time rising to the surface because translation takes effort. That's something that, I mean, less so over time, but uh, in general, things only get translated when they're valuable and on the money because people want to hear about it in multiple different languages. So if we can have that kind of going on where people are excited in all these different communities, they will speak to those communities in terms that that that, that community understands. And that's something where for Bitcoin BTC, they sort of went off the, the rails a bit and now it's all about these bankers and these you know, hedge funds and, you know, whatever discussion. Well, all of that is happening in English, right? And I think that's a huge, like, vulnerability that that community doesn't really understand as much. Whereas if, yeah, once you have it in in more languages, like both in terms of uh, spoken languages and also programming languages, both of those two things, the more you can spread things out, the more, uh, the more robust you make the threshold for ideas in that economy because they will only spread to every different part if they make sense, you know, to every way of thinking. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, like that's, uh, that's, that's just uh, what I've been, you know, for people who think that Bitcoin Cash, you know, they think it's still a bit fringe. Well, I would say it's probably the global leader. It's probably the, you know, the crypto leader in terms of the spread of its diversity of uh, of communities and uh, people who are interested, I, I would uh, I would guess. Nice. I'd love to see. Uh, I'd love to, to find a way to get that that front and center uh, just more often. I, I think you and I have talked about this in the past. Just like I think we need a different metric mm-hmm. other than price. You started the show with a couple really good ones, but yeah, I'd really like to see metrics around community. Uh, around yeah adoption I'd, I'd like to see that yeah i mean because that's that's what it is right is that the value of a coin is the value of its community i think it's something that people can think about which is yeah. that 
ultimately all money is just a proxy for other people's time and your own time, right? Is that you worked, right. you spent your time, you know, obviously with whatever skills uh, you had particularly, sure. uh, and you converted that into money, and that's a, and then you can trade that for somebody else's time, somebody else who, you know, made you a meal or who built you a computer or who, you know, whatever, whatever, the, whatever their contribution was in terms of time. So, really, what it comes yeah. down to is that you want a lot of people who are willing to trade their time for this one central aspect and that that comes from a, a community of people so it is yeah we just i guess sort of contrary to what i was kind of claiming earlier but exactly with what you were saying is maybe we don't need to worry so much about uh smart bch or different tech or different uh, things they can be sort of nice to get people involved but in convincing people of the of the community kind of aspect so because I was thinking about this, I uh, had made a list of points that I thought would be, you know, good values or good important uh, key elements uh, of a community. Okay. And so, yeah, we can just uh, run through some of them and, and get your thoughts on, on what you think. So we're going to start with what you want in your community. And then obviously we'll do some of what you don't want in your community. So for me, okay. I think the first thing I thought of was a vision. And this was like uh, you were saying about branding and Bitcoin Cash, it's Bitcoin Cash, a peer-to-peer electronic cash system. And I like I like that, or peer-to-peer electronic cash, because A, it comes directly from the white paper, B, sure. it's very clear, uh, and C, it also sort of naturally arose, right? So with BTC, they have, they've kind of done this revisionist history and changed to digital gold, and they had to go through sure. a bit of trauma to sort of centralize on that narrative, but at least now they're, they're agreed on that. Uh, and that's and yeah. and kudos kudos to them they did it yeah exactly that's right i mean they even though they got they got the brand name and we got the brand idea <laughs> sure. so i suppose yeah that's yeah. probably an underappreciated aspect of the whole split is that even though bitcoin got the brand bitcoin cash got the idea so bdc had to had to yeah. uh, agree on a new idea and then for ethereum they've sort of got decentralized computing but again it's sort of uh, I don't think the Ethereum community has done the best job of finding like a one sentence. This is what it is. It's more everything. You know, everyone. I could, I'm probably off here, but I would, I know decentralized computing is kind of how they started, but I feel like it's programmable money yeah. might be a little bit closer to what it's actually is, which to me, that isn't very far off of the original goal mm. To, to my taste, I don't know. Maybe an Ethereum purist might might see it different. Yeah, well, it's definitely it's it's sort of tangential to electronic cash, I suppose. They they kind of get yeah, yeah. the same thing, but like I said, well, there you go. That's just what what we've been saying is that really electronic cash makes me think of people trading, and programmable money makes me think of robots trading. Robots trading. Yeah. yeah. So then, obviously, as well, it t- number two, bigger is better when it comes to a community. The more people you have just the better the more spread out it is the more everything so that's not the key factor because uh i tend to think of it more as a uh rate of change thing is if your community it's better to have a small passionate community that can then grow than to have a big community of people who don't really care or who are sort of marginally uh invested but on average you want your community to be growing number three i've got here and this is a little bit specific to uh, cryptocurrencies uh, rather than old uh, communities but i think you want to have a bit of a technical focus now as time goes on and your community expands that will be diluted uh by necessity but 
for a cryptocurrency, it is ultimately a software project. So you need to have very high value committed uh, developers. And because developers being who they are, they don't themselves go out of their way to sort of get in the spotlight or to be uh, appreciated or to get funding even. We've seen you know big problems with that in the Bitcoin Cash and other yeah. ecosystems. So I think that is a message that I want to put out to the listeners, which is that whether you're technical or not, uh, it's to sort of uh, appreciate that, that that is a key part of the, the project and what we're building here. I would, uh, I would like to, I would like to say this nicely, but I think I have to just disagree okay, a little yeah. bit. I was, I was gonna be like, no, I want to, I want to add something. No, I, yeah. I don't. I think it might have been important. Like I th- I'm kind of looking at, at uh, cryptocurrency as like the first 10 years was yeah. one thing. And now we're in like phase two. Uh-huh. And I see the things that helped us back then aren't going to take us to the next part. And so I think that developers have been given a lot of responsibility in cryptocurrency. They've been given a lot of respect. And I mean, all of that's good. Uh, but I think what we need more than developers right now are entrepreneurs. And what I see when I see the quote unquote developers on these Ethereum projects, what I see is entrepreneurs who know how mm. to code, right? Uh, they, have, they have business ideas and they happen to know how to implement them. So of course they could be called developers, but I think I'm more interested in the entrepreneurial mindset. And I feel like that's what's missing more than anything from from what we've got and and smart bch not to not to brag on that but it's like it's one of those things that it's like it seems to me that it was come up with from a developer not come up with from an entrepreneur and an entrepreneur is always just like you know the simple you know take it back to the lowest like the drug dealer just like how can i buy this for a dollar and sell it for two you know (laughs) like like just someone who just wants to generate profit i'm more interested in entrepreneurs than developers and in a perfect world they would be uh developers with an entrepreneurial you know background yeah, and i i agree i well i gotta say this is a, a pretty strong point because to me i engineers want to engineer that that is both their greatest strength and their greatest weakness is that for a cryptocurrency yeah. you've been able to launch a lot of cryptocurrencies in the marketplace just because an engineer doesn't necessarily need to be paid to do something that they find technically interesting they will just crack on yeah. with it because that's their their passion right money helps or facilitates that at some point but ultimately that's just what they're into but then on the other hand like you're saying that means they're you know if you only have a hammer everything looks like a nail right that's when you're an engineer you start to think about things very much in that you know code perspective and how do i solve this with code but for certain problems like as we're saying with getting cryptocurrencies adopted it's it's more a problem about people than than about uh code and that's where i i suppose uh, it's like the entrepreneurial angle that you're saying is thinking about transferring value between people yeah that, that's what i would like to see anyways yeah okay you know that's a that's a good that's a good take on it and uh yeah i think um hopefully i'm i'm myself personally moving in that direction right because i'm uh, <laughs> i'm a programmer but i'm not spending my time writing software for bitcoin cash right just because i think it's more important that i do this podcast or find other ways to like expand the the uh community yeah i think you know but we'll 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 see how um how things sort of play out i would i would like to do some of that coding but i've (laughs) i've resisted that (laughs) i've resisted that okay so 
Then we've got number four that you want to have in a community. This is a very interesting one, which is momentum and excitement. So it sort of comes to the theme of what we're talking about. And one of the key points of this is that it's super, super difficult to get out of nowhere. But it's very, very, like it's almost the most overwhelmingly powerful thing when it's running your way. So it's fickle, but it is uh, powerful. And so to me, I think of the different eras of cryptocurrency adoption. And I can see that when Bitcoin was having its you know, strong run, like that was really what the fork destroyed was that momentum. And then, yes. so even even since then, okay, they've had some more price hype, but they still haven't really got the momentum back ever. Right. And uh, Bitcoin Cash, I think, like we were saying before, it's about you have to do the hard yards to get that momentum. And so Ethereum and DeFi yeah. have captured a little bit of that magic, not in terms of the consumer payments, but in terms of, the hype and excitement and obviously a lot of like Mark Cuban, I think of is a classic that now he's getting fired up about it and everything just because, you know, he can understand the hype and the interest and and that draws people in. And so this is where Bitcoin Cash currently scores low. But my prediction is that because it is focused on doing that very base level uh, work of building a, a passionate, you know, excited community with a mission, that it's going to turn that yeah. around. And I think I, I personally already see evidence of that, like the tiniest little green shoots, but that's, that's something we need to work yeah. And I'll be honest with you, man. That's why, that's why I'm here. Like I've, I've been working on Bitcoin cash projects. I've always tried to stay in the background. Like I, I don't want to be like out. I, I never really wanted to be out talking about cryptocurrency. I just wanted to do the work in the background and help, help other people and other organizations. But I feel like nobody is uh, helping us come to like a focused point. And so I'm trying to like get out and spread some of these ideas of just exactly what you just described, which is to focus. Because here's the thing. Um, Ethereum does something that is good. It, it does something of value and they're doing it and people are excited. Fees are high, but due to the use case right now, that's actually not that big limiting of a factor. Like, there's a lot of good about what they're doing. And what I'm afraid of is that we're going to just try to, like, copy them. They can do a cheap, crappy version later. And I'm not talking about Smart PCH in this case. I just mean, like, we're going to be like, oh, they're doing something successful. Let's copy it. And what I'm, what I'm seeing is, like, if I look at the market and if I look at all the coins as companies, and I know they're not, but, like, if we look at these all as companies and, like, they have a strategy, some are more focused than others, but they've all chosen a part of the market, they've chosen a problem they want to solve, and they're going in that direction. Bitcoin Cash still, for me, is solving the problem I want to see solved, mm. but I'm afraid we're losing track of it. And exactly what you just described, I feel like I, feel like I have to say things that kind of ruin the short-term momentum, just like, guys, like enough with the hype, yeah. right? Like, just... just Take it easy. There's a couple things that are actually broken we should talk about. But the whole goal is if we can start building on some wins, on, on a strategy and a mission and a vision that's just going one direction, yeah. like we're doing this thing. And you know what, dude? Maybe it is robots. Maybe I'm wrong with Linux on the desktop. And maybe I can be convinced, right? So if we decide as a group that that's what we're aiming for and we know that it's like, different than all the other coins and we have a good shot at it 
then I think we can only build that momentum over time. And, and I just, then I'll finish this little rant on this mm-hmm. part. The, the good part is, is then we'll be like Ethereum where our momentum is legitimate mm-hmm. as opposed to Bitcoin where eventually you realize it's just a Ponzi, yeah. right? Like it doesn't do things, you yeah. know? Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think, yeah, I think it is still going to be peer-to-peer electronic cash. I just think that the, I mean, maybe you're, you're convincing me. I was more, uh, you know, on the bandwagon for, for smart BCH, or certainly I think it can't hurt. But I, I do take the point very strongly that, that we can only focus on so many things. So if, if it's going to be peer-to-peer cash, that's where we need to, Put our uh, efforts and it's funny that you say thinking about uh, coins as companies because i definitely see it that way that's funny because yeah really it's not a very um so very natural first thing but you can like there's so many similarities in terms of like the crypto market the coin market cap or coin gecko whatever versus like the nasdaq you know what stock is up and down you yeah. know it's exactly like that and the difference is obviously that there's no one uh, central point of control, but it does have so many of the same aspects in terms of, okay, it has basically a customer base or the holders, the users of that crypto. And then it has a sort of marketing department in terms of like this podcast, part of the Bitcoin cash marketing department, you're part of the Bitcoin cash marketing department for sure. And, (laughs) uh, you know, and then it has, uh, so I do think of it like in those ways, it has to some extent, it has an HR department, like, Craig Wright got forked out of Bitcoin Cash because he got, you know, he got fired by HR. Right, like you can you can see like a company has all these roles and functions for a reason. It has a dev team, obviously. Uh, so it is a, a cryptocurrency, or it has several dev teams in our cases. Um, you know, it has a, it has a lot of different things, and those things are there for a reason because companies have figured out that's what works. Uh, and so, yeah, right, to me, right. that's kind of how I try and conceptualize. Uh, our our community just the difference is there's no ceo and so the way it works is that individuals yeah. need to put them hire themselves into a role rather than being hired into yeah. a uh, kind of thing and and that's that's obviously quite a fundamental shift but i see it as being yeah quite similar so i've got here we go so here's a, a few other points that you want to have in your uh, okay. community so i've got education uh, is a big one, which is that the more a user understands a lot of stuff, because crypto is very complicated, but they understand the technology, they understand money, they understand finance, they understand history, they understand politics and sociology and psychology and all these different aspects that sort of wind together, design maybe even, or different things like that. Uh, the deeper you have an understanding of all of that for a particular cryptocurrency, and I think Bitcoin Cash is one of the deepest, that's why it's one of my favorites. Uh, but even for like Ethereum, it sort of matches up to the vision. Uh, you've got to have the vision, and then you've got to have all the supporting bricks to how could that work, or how could that make sense, or or whatever. And so, yeah. you know, to me, it's very important, and I think Bitcoin Cash actually does quite well, and because it has a lot of veterans and a lot of uh, people who are interested in the fundamentals of money and all those kind of problems. Uh, it has a, quite a high on average education, right? Low education of crypto is like I bought Dogecoin on Robinhood and it's going to the yeah. moon, right? That's you understand. <laughs> yeah. The, the safety. Yeah, that's yeah. right. You understand like 
some tangential aspect to it, like this can make me money or uh, yeah. you can trade this like a stock sort of thing, but all of those other layers of it are kind of uh, hidden. And so those, but the more those users are educated, the more, the less, the stickier they are, the less likely they are to swap off to any irrelevant uh, hype of the month. So yeah, I think, and they can also right, educate right. others, right? So it's exponential in terms of if you get one person the right idea, well, then maybe they tell 10 people. Um, nice. So then we've got diversity. So this was kind of what I was coming back to say before, which is that cryptocurrency is great because it is actually super inclusive uh, by default, which is that the get, the goal is to get everybody on board, literally everybody. So in every geography, yeah. every industry, every perspective, every kind of culture, every sort of economic capability should be for everybody. And that's what uh, Bitcoin Cash and maybe the crypto market as a whole is slowly uh, trying to get to the point of. And a big failing of BTC is that now they've just cut off huge chunks of the world from uh, being at all in, yeah. involved. But that diversity, is it comes with a huge strength of um, resilience because, like I was saying before, the more sort of communities and different people you have involved, uh, then the more something needs to be the right thing for everybody to you know start agreeing on it right yeah yeah all right and then we've got speculators you want to have a low rate of those and a high ratio of proactive contributors so this kind of ties to what i was just saying about Dogecoin, right is it's less important the total number i mean we did talk about the size but very important yeah. is the ratio of people who are just in it for the money because they'll sell out at any <laughs> at any second once the winds change sure. and then proactive contributors they're very very hard to acquire in terms of somebody who will take their own time and energy and who sort of believes in the cause and so then that's where it ties into the vision if you have a strong vision it's easy to get highly proactive people um so yeah and that's sort of related to the next point as well uh conviction you know you can only get conviction over a strong mission, right? Like again, Elon Musk. Uh, Elon Musk <laughs> probably a good example of that. It's like we're going to Mars. Like that's a big mission, yeah. so people can get fired up about it, right? Nobody's like, uh, yeah. we're making electricity one percent more efficient. Nobody cares. We're going to Mars. Let's go, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. So like, oh, that's interesting. Dreaming big, you know, and that's again, uh, that's where I agree. Uh, Bitcoin Cash, you know, global peer-to-peer -peer money, that that is a big goal. And so I like that the community is shooting that high and yeah. I think we should keep it uh, keep it that high. Even if in the short run, you know, some people don't get it, but it means in the long run, you're building uh, people who really, really, uh, really care. And then the Well, you know, it's, it's, it's really interesting, actually. That's, that's actually really interesting. It's like, I want peer-to-peer -peer cash for the world the way you say it is, what do you say, the global reserve yeah, currency? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah? So it's like, okay, well, maybe those are our Mars. Yeah. And maybe we maybe we need to get to the moon first. Yeah. I'd be okay with that. I just want it to be explicit. Yeah. I just want somebody to say, like, hey, we want to do this. Everything we do is leading us towards peer-to-peer uh, -peer cash. But on the way, we're going to do about five years of robot mm. stuff. I could at least be like, okay, sounds like a mission. Sounds like a goal. Sounds like someone thought it out. Mm. We can all get on board. Yeah. Anyways, that, that's an interesting way to look at it. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, maybe it uh, maybe that's something that we need to draw from a um, 
from a like a company type of mindset is that uh, you know having a roadmap, right? A good company will tend to yeah. have they'll have a mission and then they'll have a roadmap which the you know product team have put together. Bam, this is where we're going. This is the five year plan type of idea, and then da da da, this step, this step, yeah. that step. So maybe maybe that's something. Uh, we can uh, look into. I don't know. I'm just thinking. Maybe uh, you and I. Yeah. It's just spitballing here, but we could set up some kind of, you know, Bitcoin Cash Roadmap dot com or something. And let's do it. You could have. Let's do uh, it. I'm already. Uh, Corbin from the Wallet team at Bitcoin dot com uh, recommended a book to me. Yeah. Uh, good strategy, bad strategy, and it's just incredible. And the dude just goes through like in detail about like how most companies don't actually have strategies. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't just like rag on other companies. He also says specifically how to make a good one. Mm. And I've just been going through it. He's got, he's got it down to like, I'm only like halfway through the book, but it comes down to a point where you just like, you just diagnose the current state of the world, come up with your plan. And then like a few kind of like actionable, yeah, like, dude, I'm looking so, at yeah. it like we, we could do this. Yeah, well, we should, you know, <laughs> that's it. I mean, yeah. it's only so much time in the day, but yeah, maybe we can uh, talk yeah. about this afterwards. You know, we can start uh, yeah. thinking about this and like, yeah, people can comment down below if they have any interest in that or they like that, you know, I'm uh, imagining, yeah, some sort of, sort of like flow chart type of thing, you know, with the final block is, P2P electronic cash, you know, and then the things go. are, you know, one city, you know, has a hundred adopters or whatever, and then it's two cities have a thousand adopters. I don't know, something like that, maybe. Yeah. Uh, something, yeah. And then once it's broken down into those smaller like chunks, then it becomes a lot more achievable, right? Because everybody can see it's more actionable. Yeah. If we could get like half of the, uh, I'm not going to say community, like the, I don't know who I'm looking for, but like. The, the the key players like bitcoin.com and like a uh, bchn or whatever like if we could get like half of them on board i would call that a win mm. you know just like half half of the major players look at it and say like yeah that looks like a good plan let's all do things that work towards that yeah then that means that means anyone comes in and says like hey i've been using this coin for the last two years i like it uh, i have some free time now what can i do to help well here's the direction we're going can you think of something that helps us with that like Yes, I can. Awesome. Go do that. You know? Yeah. No, I'm, I'm, I'm liking this idea. I, I think because at the moment it's it's quite, uh, that mission is sort of somewhat there, but perhaps that's where a lot of coins have problems because essentially you can have a more or less decentralized coin. And the more centralized your coin is, the easier it is to have things like a vision and a roadmap, but the harder it is to have right. things like diversity or conviction <laughs> uh so yeah. so there is a, a trade-off there right and so yeah maybe anyway maybe we can uh think up something like that and then yeah the point is it's not going to be official it's just going to be our suggestion really and then uh as per sure. the sort of swarm methodology if people want to get involved they can get involved and if they don't well they can make their own uh roadmap and or <laughs> put their own, own put their yeah. own blocks on there or whatever and then maybe bitcoin cash highway yeah yeah highway the road yeah, to dude. success mate <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah you know uh, i mean i yeah let's have some fun with it yeah man. we can yeah maybe we can make yeah some all right we're getting we're gonna get into too many ideas uh, we're off track yeah yeah no yeah. no that's but it's pretty cool you know this is where these uh these things come from so yeah we'll, we'll definitely talk some more about that um Afterwards, maybe do another show once we have something to present or something. I don't know. But anyway, the final point, this is the last one that I think on the community positives. If you want to have a high rate of crypto veterans, 
So these are really, really key because uh, in a crypto, you're going to have a lot of people who are brand new to crypto and a lot of people who are new to your specific coin. And either way, there's a lot of problems in cryptocurrency in terms of scams, people not understand what's going on when the price is volatile, people making and losing a lot of money, etc. It's really technical. It's not necessarily easy to use right now. All these things. So the more, you know, the higher your rate of uh, veterans that have been in the scene a long time, the better. And uh, a lot of that, you know, that comes from the, all the previous points about education, proactive contributors, having conviction, having a vision, or, you know, it's all sort of interrelated, right? Right. Okay, cool. So let's, took it, let's take a look at some of the negatives. So I think what do you not want to have <laughs> in your crypto, okay. right? So number one I've got here is a centralized vision slash wealth slash influence. So this is somewhat like I was saying, there's a bit of a spectrum here. So there's probably no Goldilocks amount, but you don't want to have necessarily too much of, yeah, a certain company or individual or a certain location or any just one point of, of failure in your in your currency. And the biggest culprit of this is coins that launch where the company says, we're launching our new coin. We're going to have 25% of the wealth. And then it's like, that's it. By default, you've baked in from the very first moment that someone is going to always be pulling the strings and in yeah. control of what's going on, right? So I think that's something to avoid. Again, there's, it's a bit of a spectrum, yeah. but... Um, I, I have some thoughts on that, but I think we've kind of gone over it, or yeah. really you've gone over it, because like, basically it's just addressing that there's a spectrum. Yeah, and thinking about That's that. really yeah. it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And so you want to try and not get it yeah, too extreme in any one uh, way. Okay, yeah. and then second, this is interesting, because I feel like this has got to be what you agree with, a focus on innovation, and it feels like for... A cryptocurrency, because it's a technology project, uh, yeah. you want to have, there will be necessarily be innovation in some sense of people starting new ideas or, or things. But I sort of coming to what you have said already is that I think you don't want to try and be the most innovative cryptocurrency because if you are, there's always going to be a newer and more innovative and more cutting edge. It's just a, a fool's gold. You can't, yeah. you can't get there. So you want the community to be open-minded but you also don't want them to be chasing every flavor of the week, you know, this, that, or the other, because there's always a new flavor of the week. Yeah. And, you know, really this comes back to the entrepreneur versus the developers. Yeah. Like I, I have no problem with innovation as long as it follows a specific task, right. Mm. To achieve a goal that human beings find necessary. Yeah. Like that's what an entrepreneur is like, Hey, a lot of people want us to solve this problem and we can make a buttload of money if we solve this problem. Yeah. Like, that's cool. What I see too much of is what you're talking about here. Like, just like, hey, there's this cool new thing we can do. Mm. I don't care. Let's do it because it's like, new. I don't yeah. care at all. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I'm with you on that one. Yeah, focus on innovation. Yeah, that's, that's a so good one. So we sort of want to try and avoid that, you know, to a certain extent, as we've uh, said, it's always a specter. Number three is obviously price yeah. obsession. So, uh, yeah. you know, just different coins that are this is where dogecoin is just has a huge flaw is that uh well it has both a unintentional pun it has a floor and a floor is that it's mostly about getting rich or we're all going to the moon or like any yeah. of that sort of stuff which again with gme stock 
that's that's kind of yeah. another case of that where so much of the conversation and the hype is around the price. And then when the price is not going up, well, when it's going up, it's great and everybody's winning. And then when it's not going up, it's like, what is left? There's yeah, not much left, right? So that's why, to me, why a medium of exchange is a better thing to focus on than a store of value because a store of value relies yeah. on the price going up, whereas a medium of exchange... It's always a meeting. You can always exchange it no matter what price it's at, right? Sure. So, you know, that's uh, one thing I think the community should be uh, uh, keeping in mind. Obviously, you can celebrate. It's always nice when the price, you know, it's $1,000 and somebody like makes yeah. a post and that's number one for a while. But just as long as that's celebrated and then it's like, right, back to work um, with everything else. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then number four is evangelism. So this is where I was thinking yeah. a lot about on Reddit, people make these chain tip bots that you can send a little bit of a currency, uh, you know, in a Reddit comment, yeah. right? And when they first came out, it was a very innovative thing and it was super cool. It got a lot of traction because you could go into a, a part of Reddit, a community that was not involved in cryptocurrency, and you could find somebody who'd made an awesome comment and you could send them $10 on that comment and then every following comment was like wait what did you just send is that a real ten dollars like how what yep. what magic is this right uh and that that was super cool but it's quickly degenerated into all those bots getting banned because every single crappy as crypto started sending around yep. one cent tips and it was like the most annoying form of spam advertising ever um and so to me i think in crypto again it sometimes has that reputation or you know when they're sort of is misaligned is that you'd want to be having a, a super cool house party that other people want to come to you don't want to be yeah. going around hey come to my party hey come to my party hey come to my party like yeah forget about that like you don't i mean again there's different approaches right and you might have some thoughts here on the marketing but i don't think we should be trying to aggressively push bitcoin cash but we should be making uh things that are for themselves are cool that people want to get involved into that you know focus on more of like an inbound yeah. rather than like out, i don't even know if that's the right words but like inbound marketing instead of outbound yeah. marketing you know let me give you an example of something that was that i thought was really good um that i could never have imagined uh and that's nfts yeah. now i'm not going to get into whether the future of finance is animated mm -hmm. gifs okay like i'm not saying that you know they're wonderful and all that but here's what they did they brought artists in and they gave talented artists an opportunity to earn money that they wouldn't have got otherwise. Yeah. And now there's a whole community of creative, interesting people who hold a lot of Ethereum. Yeah. That's super cool, dude. That's like promoting that is great. Now there was a period where it became like everybody was promoting their rareable page. Yeah. So it was the same as your chain tip example. And that is where it gets annoying. Yeah. Um, so I'm with you on that. Yeah. I think just like having there be cool things that people want, like, I probably can't think of the, the solutions we need, but some smart entrepreneur could be like, dude, we can build this on Bitcoin cash and people will benefit from that. And then just let the service do its thing. You know, like that's like, like uh, QR codes for tips and stuff like that. There's, there's lots of cool things that can be done. 
anyways, this is just a long-winded way of me saying I completely agree okay. with you. Okay, good, <laughs> good, 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 good. We, we, <laughs> yeah. we've, got, we've got some, I'm, I'm glad, we've had a good mix of things that we sort of agree are, are yeah. the key and some that, you know, are more, uh, you know, debatable. And then that's why, you know, over time that sure. arbitrage is out across the community, right? Everybody can listen to this podcast and have their own thoughts and then, you know, naturally yeah. we'll end up focusing on what is the most uh, important out of all those and then, so the last point I have here, which again, I feel like you've already uh, touched on a lot is a focus on what other coins are doing. Like you, you want the community to be aware of the crypto space, looking at, okay, these are different yeah. things because if a community is doing something that is good, well, you can copy them to some extent, but also you don't want to be yeah. copying too much. You want to be, to be ahead of the game, you got to be the first one to do it. And so if that means they're doing their thing and that's working for them, that's great. You don't want to be the second string version of another coin. You want to be your own coin defined sure. by your own mission and your own community uh, and your own push. And so, yeah, I think, uh, yeah, Bitcoin Cash with the whole peer-to-peer -peer electronic cash, bam, that's the, that's the selling point. You know, I want to say something else about that. Um, yeah, I'm with everything that you just said. Um, but there's another point to this, and this, this irks me, and it's been going on forever, is we frame ourselves as related to BTC. Yeah. So it's like, you know, Pepsi doesn't come out and say like, hey, we're the cheap Coke. Yeah. <laughs> they say we're Pepsi and we're delicious or whatever, right? Yeah. Um, it's very weird for us to be like, hey, we're the cheap Bitcoin. Yeah. It's just so weird to me. And the fact that we're still doing it four years later kind of freaks me out. But I could, I could kind of keep quiet on that and be like, eh, whatever, you know. Mm. But it's like now it's changing with the new coins. Like like Ethereum, it's like, oh, we're going to be the, the cheaper Ethereum. Like, okay, mm. well, that's weird. But Or or like, oh, Ethereum, they're going to do, you know, proof of stake, so they're stupid. Or like, they're wrong. Like, you know, we're doing UTXO. Mm. Like, okay, great. But like, why are you talking about them even? Like, why are you framing Bitcoin Cash? And then the, the last example of this, I think Roger did a video. Uh, I just saw it like, like Bitcoin Cash is better than Monero or something like that. And it's like, just stop, dude. Just like the right, the right way to, I haven't watched this, this talk. It's old, but it's Peter Thiel. It says like uh, competition is for losers. And I'm just going off the headline. I have no idea what the guy said, but that concept rings true to me. It's like, just like, nice job, Ethereum. Like what you did there. Even Ripple, who cares, dude? Like, good job, Ripple. Way to go, guys. Finance, all right, CZ, you you did it. Yeah. You know? <laughs> go for it. You showed centralized is the way. Way to go, dude. Um, I feel like that attitude works as opposed to just like, no, we're better than Monero. No, we're better than Ethereum. Like, just calm down, dude. Like, we're Bitcoin Cash. Mm. We are peer-to-peer -peer cash for the world. Like, just let's focus on our positives instead of framing ourselves in relation to everyone else yeah i yeah, i agree I'm, yeah i mean i think one it sort of gets to a deeper uh, element as well too which is sort of like what we were talking about before with people making that mindset shift from fiat to crypto is uh the switch is when you stop thinking of i have a certain amount of dollars and therefore i can buy a set you know then i have an equivalent amount of crypto to when you think i have this much crypto yeah. and that's the reference point and then you think, okay, so maybe I have a certain amount of, like, I could get a certain amount of dollars kind of thing. Like, it, it flips over the other way. You start thinking in terms of uh, crypto as the baseline, like the measuring stick that everything else is yeah. fluctuates against rather than, you know. And, of course, everybody 
by default basically starts with fiat currency because that's what they've spent their whole life doing. So for some people, it's more or less yeah. of a hard transition to make. But once you get through the other side, that's it. You want to be you want to be the measuring stick, not be the you know the trade of the other side of the asset pair, right? And so that's right, we right. need like conceptually yeah. to be like that, where Bitcoin Cash is the measuring stick of what everybody's thinking about and focusing on, and other coins are sort of fluctuating around that, at least internally in our community. Um, sure, you know, relative to others. So yeah, I think I think that's definitely a definitely a great point. So yeah, I've got here, and I'm glad this is something you were touching on. Like, I've been doing these community comment of the week. I don't. This is one that's not even particularly focused on Bitcoin Cash, but it's from uh, Santiago R. Santos, who said on Twitter, "There hasn't been a better time for creatives, artists, musicians, writers to be discovered. Crypto is merging the sharing and passion economies powered by the reach, speed of the internet, depth of untethered global capital markets, and digital scarcity." properties and i completely i'm on board with that i think yeah. that's what you're saying about drawing in the artists and people who have interesting things to say or ways of expressing stuff right yeah it's it's really very cool i'm i was surprised it came out of left field to me you know like it's, it's very surprising to me but um there's a couple of very small coins that i like um one is called Based, mm -hmm. and I love it because they just call it an art project. Mm. And it's like all just memes and art and just like lo-fi digital stuff. Very cool. Um, but it's it's creative. It's like, where did this come from? Like, we've been doing, we've had like wallets with like mediocre UX for so long. And we're just like, oh, it's fine, it's fine. Mm. And so technical focused. And all of a sudden, like, there's a coin that's just an art project. Yeah. There's this one called like Chad's. And they just paid some like really good, well-known artists to do art for them yeah. and make NFTs. It's awesome. They're just taking their gains and spending it on art. Yeah. It's so weird that this is happening, but I love it. I love it. <laughs> yeah, we need to get a little bit of that. And that's like you're saying, uh, as you expand the community, because, well, maybe this is what you're talking about before, devs before, is that uh, cryptocurrency came from such a technical background. It sort of the technology had to get established to a certain extent in the kind of right. technically minded community and now it's got big okay it's definitely not perfect and there will always be a technical element but it's starting to expand yeah. even the finance side of it took a long time to get rolling but now they're starting to sure. wake up to it and the creative industry is starting to wake up to it i definitely think yeah fashion and branding and all that is going to be huge so i'm not necessarily the right person to be involved in that but if you're listening to this show and you're into fashion and branding and stuff like that start thinking about crypto in terms of fashion and branding and you you're going to hit on something massive i'm sure of it um so, yeah yeah you know it's a, a recommendation for any entrepreneurs out there all right so here we have boom this one meme of the week so i don't know if i actually okay. got myself uh set up with this actually let's see if i uh can do it but it's this video of roger Vero talking to um talking <laughs> to this guy about lightning network and it made me laugh usually i just have an image right but have you seen this clip do you know what this is i haven't okay no. all right well i'm just going to play it for the listeners and then i'll uh, i'll summarize it for you after but checked it out yet but again like the idea of lightning you know streaming satoshi is via the lightning network while you're listening to a podcast to the podcaster is something that i think is starting to pick up steam and again as a podcaster i think it's pretty cool as a podcaster, that's great. And I'm, I'm not familiar with Spinks Chat or, or, or the name Sphinx there, Chat, but yeah. 
in order to pay them the $4 to set up your full node watchtower to watch your lightning network, are you going to pay them, you know, you're going to pay $50 in Bitcoin fees to do that? How do you pay them the first $4 if you don't already have a lightning network? Well, well you pay with a credit card. That much is true. <laughs> Sounds awfully censorable to me. So that's fair. All right, Roger. Well, I appreciate your time today. So what it is uh, for uh, Cameron's uh, benefit, as I just switch this off and we stop that uh, coming through everywhere, yeah, is that basically uh, this guy is talking about the Lightning Network uh, and he's telling Roger, like, wouldn't it be great if we could stream Satoshis out in podcasting, which I've been, do you know, he says, I've been doing that on the Lightning Network. It's really awesome. And so okay. Roger says to him, okay, this service that you're telling me about called Sphinx Wallet, why, uh, if if that you can pay them to get everything set up with your watchtower and your all the you know various stuff that's needed right to actually use the um to actually use the lightning network uh yeah. so how do we how do i pay that four dollars to them to get it uh to get everything set up so that i can use you know cryptocurrency i can use uh, bitcoin i can use the lightning network and the guy just kind of has yeah. this nervous laugh and he says well you use a credit card for that that's true and like that, that, that's just it. You can watch the video after this uh, after oh this talk, God, but I'm it's it's oh, just man. amazing. It's just the most like shut down kind of moment, and you could just sit, like Roger just has this look of like there it is, like I knew it was coming, yeah. right? And he just has this moment of like, like okay, and he oh. says, "Well, that sounds kind of sensible." He doesn't even. I mean, you could just go off forever there, but he's just like that. All right, I don't. Nothing more needs to be yeah. said, you know. So, um, yeah, I just think okay. that 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 to me that it just made me when I saw this clip, like it was uh, shared around a bit, and it's just so funny the moment where Roger just yeah. says, "So, how do you pay the four dollars to him?" And he just says, "You use a credit card," and it's like, all right, that's the end of the story right there. So, uh, <laughs> I hope the uh, the listeners enjoyed oh. that right so yeah just wrap up the uh the show then i mean obviously this whole okay, talk okay, has cool. been a bit of a a message to the community and everything but i i like the idea of having a bit of a segment where the guests you know just it, it can be anything right um whatever is on your mind that uh obviously i've got you know a few listeners to the show and uh, any idea you you have or spread to them well they could spread it further and we we're all sort of trying to be on the same uh, page here so absolutely anything that's on your mind uh what do you think the bitcoin cash wow. community needs to hear oh big topic i know no it's a really, no, it's a really good one actually, it's actually um it's a hard um, question it's a hard question but i think i have an idea i'll just like start throwing words out and yeah. see if anything coherent comes out anything coherent yeah, just essentially i think we just need to be a little more open-minded uh and a little bit like uh, more relaxed in general. Um, what I mean to say is we've had a hard run. Okay. Mm -hmm. Like I, I'm, I'm a believer, like it's kind of, you know, Bitcoin cash doesn't really have the greatest reputation right now in the wider world. Um, but I still believe we made the right choice back in 2017. I think that honestly, the people behind, uh, the, the orange coin, coin are, are, wrong. are wrong, and they were wrong. 
and I understand price doesn't show that. And like our, our the, anyone who sold all of their orange coin for green coin back then, they're not in a good place right now. And it's going to be easy to be feeling uh, upset. And like, like I said, it's been hard, right? But I think we just need to like, just focus on, focus on the good aspects of our coin. Focus, focus on, on the vision that we have. Go back to the roots. Like, okay, okay, I got it. Thank you. Okay. All I had to do was just ramble for a little bit and something would come. Yeah, that's always okay. the way. Yeah, dude, yeah, just, just go to YouTube, search for Old Roger Ver and Andreas and to whatever his last name is. Yeah, find their stuff before like 2016. Yeah. And, and listen, to, listen to them talk. Yeah. And, they're, and talk they're talking about a vision for the future that is beautiful. And, and that's, that's why I'm here. And we can still do that. But we've got to just like, we've gotten distracted on the way. Just go back to the roots. Remember why we're here. And I think if we can do that with an open mind, being positive towards the other cryptocurrencies who have come along with us because this whole movement is still the Wild West. We're so lucky to be a part of this. Um, just just go back to the roots and let's start this in a positive. Let's restart everything with a nice, clear vision on a positive path. That's what I'd like to say. Yeah. I mean, I just said it. No, I love it. That's, that's, uh, that's great. You know, I've been thinking recently, um, you know, I've introduced this segment onto my show and I think it makes quite a good little like clip. So I, I'm thinking maybe I'll end up making a little uh, playlist on YouTube. And so then, cause when you're new to Bitcoin cash, right, you're not going to come along and listen to, you know, a hundred hours in my pocket. Maybe people do that. Right. Sure. But, uh, you know, or whatever strikes their fancy. Right. But just some medium where it was just condensed down because it's a conversation, a community has a conversation, right going on and yeah. and that's what i think we really need to encourage and i think those kind of aspects to the to the community are, are lacking from a lot of of cryptos so if we can stand out in that way and everybody can be yeah thinking about not everybody needs to agree that's the whole uh, point of uh sure. you know sure, decentralization yeah. but even just having those conversations yeah, yeah one thing leads to another somebody has an idea somebody else has a different take whatever some project comes out of it and it just snowballs and uh there you go really so yeah i completely agree with you i think uh peer-to-peer -peer electronic yes. cash that's uh that's what we're here for so yeah go out and uh trade it or uh spread the word or whatever so yeah this is the uh end of the episode then so as always okay nice you can have uh you know, donations. If anybody's feeling generous, I will put the slides and resources. <laughs> yeah, man. Well, I don't know. What sound does Bitcoin Cash make? Like, that's the sound that oh, uh, oh, Fiat yeah, makes. Yeah, it's cha-ching, right? With, maybe we need yeah. a new sound. It needs to be like... Yeah. Or something like, you know, some sort of crypto... <laughs> graphic kind of sound i don't know uh, yeah. hey, when you played that i didn't hear it but when you played that clip from twitter did it have a sound at the end when uh, it yeah it has the it has the little flip like there I, yeah it does you know i think i think they actually they i think somebody hired a, a sound effects guy to make that for bitcoin cash yeah, exactly i don't know if it gets used. well i use it i put it at the start of my uh videos oh, nice. you know just because like it sounds like a video game. It reminds me of like Mario, you know, and the coin uh, yeah. little things pop out of the box thing. Like 
that that's you know that's where I I like it. I think it sort of uh, makes sense there. Yeah, we've got to have, we've got to get some more sound engineers on this show. We've got to have somebody who can uh, you know mix us up the next big viral sound to spread out. <laughs> yeah, the Bitcoin that's cash. great. Yeah, dude, what was that Mad Money show? Yeah, you know? exactly. Something like that. You <laughs> know? Be great. More, well, anyway, more creatives, as we've been saying. Um, yeah. So yeah. yeah anyway, uh, any final uh, shout outs do you have for the show? Where can people find you? Like, uh, we'll put the links in the description and everything. But if people want to follow your your stuff, I mean, I'm doing. Everything. I mean, I'm doing everything on on TikTok these days. That's really where I'm spending most of my time. Um, or Telegram, but um, I really don't have anything really to promote. But I mean, you can check out CameronLeeWorldwide.com if you want. You can buy some of my wonderful T-shirts. I have a new Psyops T-shirt. Uh, I, will I will accept your filthy government money, but I also take real money like uh, Bitcoin, Cash. Uh, Bitcoin Cash and Ethereum. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. Go there. Cool. And my, uh, <laughs> worldwide. Yeah, CameronLeeWorldwide.com. Worldwide. We'll put a, uh, yeah, we'll put a link in the description uh, for sure. And my shout out this week goes out to Rebecca, who is a uh, new friend I made a couple of days ago. I was out, the lockdown starting to end. So, I was out, you know, with uh, work, having having wow. some drinks. We wow. even got talking about uh, crypto, and she told me that her mother had time to look into crypto that she didn't have. So her mum, who oh, wow. I assume must have been more than fifty years old, you know, maybe in her sixties, was yeah. uh, trading on Binance and making a fortune. And what? so I, I just thought this is great, you know. And so she said to me, "I, oh, you know, we're just talking about crypto and everything." So I gave her some Bitcoin Cash, you know, peer to peer. There was a few people being, you know, like, ah, oh, you know, hating on cryptos or whatever. But of course, you just ignore the haters. Sure. So we just did that trade. She yeah. subbed to the podcast. I hope she's listening now. So shout out to her and uh, and oh, to her and her, uh, and her mom. Exactly, exactly. The crypto yeah, cool. uh, genius. They're with, they're with it. They're on the. They're on the front lines, so uh, I'm just really <laughs> I glad love to it. see that uh, you know adoption just spreading, just just slowly. You know, words getting out yeah. there. So yeah, yeah, that was that's uh, great. That's man. pretty awesome. So yeah, I guess that uh, wraps up the show. Thanks for coming on. Okay. And uh, okay, it was, really it, was it was really enjoyable. Yeah. I enjoyed it. Well, good uh, good stuff. Until next time, then. Right. He pulled out his laptop and rang up the site Looked at me and said, this will change your whole life Then he started explaining the basics to me The miners make money by taking the fee Every time a transaction is made incomplete And they work every minute and day of the week A guy named Satoshi created this all He's the mastermind of it, the brain in the balls There's a lot more to say, but before I begin Just tell me right now if you're out or you're in